Good morning, everybody. It's my pleasure to share with you from the book of First Thessalonians this morning, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. It is now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then hidden destruction will become upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for the day to surprise you, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you were all children of light and children of the day, but you are not of the night of darkness. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Through your Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. The Lord bless the reading of his word. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about baptism this morning, and this text really lends itself to that uh, quite a bit. Uh, what baptism represents at its best is a moment in time when it all seems to come together and we are fully awakened to the presence of God. It's a, it's a moment when we are willing to say, you know what, I, God is so real to me, I'm willing to stand up in front of everybody and get all soaking wet and, uh, and, and do, go through this whole little ceremony. It's quite a remarkable uh, ceremony and, and thing to do to uh, go through all of that. It makes a lot of, some people get really nervous about it and it's quite a challenge to uh, to stand up in front of everybody like that. I tell all of the candidates that what I hope for them is that even in the times when they are filled with the deepest doubts, that they can look back on their baptism and say, that was a time I could honestly say I felt God's presence and I knew it was something real and it was something good. We need those moments when we can go back to those mountaintop experiences, those moments in our faith journey when we can look back and say, that, I, you know, things are crappy right now, but man, I remember that God was so real at those moments, and I think God can be real to me again. And the truth of the matter is, baptism really represents just a beginning. It's a transition or in the case of young people raised in the in the case of young people raised in the church from having faith presented to you to claiming responsibility for that faith yourself however that claiming of faith is a long a lifelong endeavor that started long before baptism and continues throughout one's life and it's that it's this journey that Paul talks about in his first letter to the Thessalonians. And by the way, this is one of the earliest writing this is the earliest writing we have in the New Testament, the the Thessalonians, uh the letters from Paul to Thessalonians, written probably around somewhere between 54 and 56 uh AD. It is a word of hope 
and perseverance to those who are concerned about Jesus' return. We talked a little bit about that last week, how some of the early church, they were expecting Jesus next week. And uh, when people started dying off, they started to get a little concerned about what happened. And here Paul uh, is kind of, or in the verses prior to this, Paul is addressing that issue. And here Paul is encouraging the people of the church in dark times to remember that they are children of light and day and we are encouraged to stay awake. The great theologian Karl Barth in his Church Dogmatics in a subsection titled Awakening to Conversion quotes this same scripture in answer to the question of what brings about discipleship. And then he goes on to write, the first thing we have to say is that Christians are those who waken up. And again, whether you are raised in church or you come to it by your own searching or if you have some dramatic conversion experience, there is a time of awakening that happens and finally faith becomes yours to grasp. Finally, it is a light shining in the darkness. Finally, the day is dawning and your spiritual consciousness becomes awake. And this is the true baptism. And it is the experience that we symbolically celebrate up here in the baptistry. Uh, an outward sign, an outward symbol. There's nothing magic about the water. In fact, if you saw it, you would know that's the truth. <laughs> but it's an outward sign of something that has already happened within oneself. And while Paul continues to encourage us to remain awake, in reality, the life of discipleship is a constant reawakening. And one of the things we in the more evangelical traditions did poorly was to make conversion the thing. It was making being born again the whole point. When we made making a decision for Christ the centerpiece of the Christian experience, we created the illusion that that was the end goal. A life of discipleship, a long life of discipleship is the end goal. And that requires not an awakening, but a constant reawakening. It is experiencing a new dawn from night to day, from darkness to light, over and over and over again. Being awakened to new ways to be faithful and full of faith. It is the beginning of a journey anew each day and claiming that light every time you hit the wall of darkness. Well, because there will be darkness, amen? There is darkness. And there is another failing of the evangelical church, and that is creating the illusion that all one needs to do is make that decision and believe, and the darkness disappears. Oh no, there's still quite a lot of darkness. In truth, I think the opposite of that is true. It seems that the more we embrace the light, the more darkness seeks to encroach. And yet, this is exactly why we need that constant reawakening. Martin Luther was held up in a dark and gloomy castle translating the Bible from Greek 
to German. This is back when they had time for this kind of thing, right? He's pretty much sat there for a couple of years translating the Bible from Greek to German so that the average Joe could read the Bible for him themselves and discover what God had to say. And Luther describes being filled with doubt and discouragement from what he understood to be the devil. And it was said that he could be often heard screaming into the darkness, I am baptized! As if to ward off that darkness and embrace the light that comes from the assurance of his salvation symbolized in his baptism. He also used to pick up the ink pots and hurl at it at stuff in the dark too. I don't know what that's about. But, but he would scream often into the darkness, I am baptized. From that gain a new appreciation of the light. It is clear that he drew strength not from an event that happened long ago. He didn't shout, I was baptized. He was calling out on that grounding that he had in his own claiming of his place in the kingdom of God through his awakening to Christ and his reawakening to Christ over and over and over again. I believe this is what Paul wants for us. To continually claim our light in the face of darkness. To hold on through the night until the dawn of a brand new day. To be fully awake and attend to Christ as He bid Peter, James, and John when in His last hours He went to the garden and He said, I'm weary. I'm filled with despair. Stay with Me a while and stay awake while I pray. And going a little further, he fell to the ground in agony and cried out, My God, if it is Your will, take this cup from me. In the meantime, Peter, James, and John fell asleep. And if you read Matthew, they did it three times. <laughs> they fell asleep three times. Great friends Jesus has. It was, a, it was their shortcoming and it was their failed discipleship that they failed to remain awake and failed to reawaken. And so it is ours to take up this reawakening. To be constantly vigilant. To be allowing ourselves to open up ourselves to the calling of Christ to see each new day as indeed an inbreaking of light into the darkness. And thank God, as Paul says, we have, one, we have each other to encourage each other. Amen? Because we can't do that alone. My darkness is all darkness without your light added to my own. Amen? And together, we make quite a light. Amen? Let us pray. Great and loving God, on this, on this glorious day, we embrace the light, we eschew the darkness, and we invite You to wake us up again every day. May we have the tenacity and the strength and the courage and the willingness 
who remain awake and alert. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.